5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we're going to take this slow. We're only going to do two more verses today. So we're doing James 3, 9, and 10. Tomorrow we'll finish off this this first half of James 3, and it'll catch us up to where we're going to be at on Sunday when we're talking about wisdom. All right, so from James 3, 9, and 10, sometimes it praises our Lord. Remember, he's talking about the tongue and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. All right, then it's time to talk about hypocrites. So it was interesting, I was, as I was looking up uh, hypocrites, psychology today was talking about um, hypocrites and where that kind of, that history came from. So it said in ancient Greece, the hypocrite would not um, have heard a fly who was neither a liar nor a fake person. Rather, the opposite, a hypocrite used to earn their money in a very proper way. In fact, the hypocrite was the Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruise of antiquity. Hypocrites were simply actors who on stage had to pick the right words and the right tones to give shape to a writer's fantasy. So the term hypocrite was the technical term for a stage actor, but hypocrisy was and somehow is today the tool for actors, rhetoricians, debaters to interpret their thoughts in a diplomatic way. Specifically in rhetoric and and debate, hypocrisy was used as a means to understand each side of an argument. Setting to one side owns position in order to give more space to the stranger's argument. It seems like hypocrisy was political. So many jokes could go in here with politicians and hypocrisy and really seeing the stem um, from even ancient Greece looking at and calling, you know, politicians that are trying to speak diplomatically. And ultimately, that just means they're not saying what is really the the truth. They're not saying what's necessarily um, what they're, what's in their heart. They're just saying what it is that's diplomatic. Now, we look at that as politically correct language today. Um, but now, I, and I would even say it's probably even worse than then just polit- politically correct, we're looking at something that's actually deep down that we're like, well, if I say it like this, I'm going to have people who are going to hate me. And so I'm not going to say it, so you keep it. Now, hypocrisy, we look at it as saying, like, um, I'm going to have two faces. I'm going to present you with one over here, and I'm going to present you with one over here. And so you actually have two faces in hypocrisy. And this is really the, the image that I think James gives us in you know, three, is that he's saying, so out of one side of your mouth, or out of you know, one side, right, is that you, you're praising God and you're giving glory to God. He says, out of the other one, you're, you're cursing people. And this goes back to the very image of God who he made us all to be, right? He's, we are all, every single creature, human, is made in the image of God. Now, what do we do when we're actually praising God but yet cursing everybody else? That's hypocrisy. Why? Because if we're all made in the image of God, 
were saying, God, we love you, but we think you made a mistake because there's a whole bunch of people who are terrible. And so what we're doing is being hypocritical in what God has given. And so when James is saying, how can we do that? Like, this isn't right. It's not right to speak one thing out of your mouth that actually is lifting up God when you're actually trashing him on the other side. So how is it that we can see hypocrisy? And and because this is a church podcast, religion, I mean, we were followers of Jesus, like, how is it that we can see hypocrisy working in the church today? A couple of places where I've seen hypocrisy, and some people think that these are political statements, and this isn't a political statement, but the church itself has been a, what you would call pro-life. Why? Because it goes back to the image of God, whole belief, everyone's made in the image of God, and so therefore everyone has a right to life. And so when we're looking at this, the church has been a pro-life, right? But what you've seen in, in the United States is some movements that are not exactly pro-life. So you've got people, and yes, the, this started a number of years ago, not under our current president, but there were people who were being um, you know, thrown in cages at the uh, border, right? And yes, they were big cages, but they're still a cage. And when you're looking at the case, when you're saying, if, if we're all about nationalism, and if we're, if we're United States citizens first, then we're going to have less a problem. But because we're followers of Jesus and God is always first, then God is the one who says, look out for the immigrant, look out for the refugee. And what we're doing is having these these people sit in cages at the border because they're trying to be able to find, you know, better lives for their families. This is this is hypocritical. This is not good. And so we have to be able to put state before God in order to to justify our actions. And so when you're looking at other examples, things that I always find in in the church, I mean, you know, whether you're looking at the abuse scandal, whether it was the Catholic Church or, you know, and we act like the Catholic Church is the only place where abuse has ever happened. Well, it's also happened in other parts of the church. We should not be defending people who have abused women, children, boys, girls, whatever. We cannot defend people who are, who are abusing their power. This is hypocritical when we cover it up. This is hypocritical when we try to act like it's all fine. It's not fine. And so this is the reason why when James, you know, I don't know what the issues that James saw of the, the, the hypocritical church at the time, but what I'm trying to say, like, there's a whole bunch of hypocrisy, and the church needs to be able to look at it, it, both to confess it, both to say, God, we repent because we know the destruction that we've caused. We want to turn towards God and away from the evil, because we can say and just, you know, really go back on it, just, well, everyone's a hypocrite. Right, this is what I mentioned last Sunday. Like, we can just say, Oh, well, everyone's a hypocrite, you're welcome to come and join us. But isn't there a way that we can actually say we're not going to use sin as a crutch? That we're all, you know, don't worry, we're all sinful, you know, we're all sinners, we're all sinners, we got it. But let's try with the power of the Holy Spirit to be better, right? This is not in our power, not in our strength. 
but in God's power in us. And we want to be able to say, God, I want you, as we said these last couple of days, God, use my speech, use my words in a way that is pleasing to you. And it's still the thing we want to go back to because hypocrisy can kill. These words that we're using and actions, they can cause big damage things. And we want to look at it. We want to face it. We want to repent. We want to grasp and understand the gospel. Jesus died and rose again for the forgiveness of sins. This is for you. This is for me. Praise be to God. All right, everybody, we're going to be back with the the closing out of this um, chapter three tomorrow, and it's uh, going to be a good close to the week. So have a great day. Take care.